this is, uh, I think, our second in a row uh, for in-person episodes with Road Soda. So this is your second in-person soda. Yeah, this is this is uh, welcome to Road Sodas. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Warden, and I am Jimbo Shaw, and we are coming at you live to each other, almost almost in a row. The last one that the one that came out today for us or yesterday for us was live. And this one's going to be live, but it's not going to come out for a couple of weeks. But it really makes you feel, gives that that live perspective. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's like we're almost in a room with you, not facing you or acknowledging you, just watching a baseball game on mute. Absolutely, it's weird to say that because that's certainly not what we're currently doing. We're definitely not in a living room that you live in, that I used to live in. Watching a baseball game on mute with stands full of either empty seats or cardboard cutouts. Because that would be some dystopian future to imply that this is not the reality that we are actually living in. It's true. It's true. At least they're not playing in a place where instead of fans paying to have their cardboard cutout in there, just having former players as cardboard cutouts or even the mascot in a couple of instances... It's it's very strange to see this team's uh, home fans. Actually, you know what? The game that we're watching seems to have some sort of plush section. There seems to be a large amount of stuffed bears in uh, in upper left field. Well, honestly, James, those bears aren't going to stuff themselves. <laughs> so let's get to it. I'll stuff your bear. My man. Now, cards on the table. At least one of us is drunk, and it's me. Because I've spent the day with several other friends in Boston... Being socially acceptably, socially distant, somewhat out on the Rio Carlos, also known as the Charles River, kayaking in Sitch, and and I got drunk during it. I don't know how it happened. You know, that'll happen on a Wednesday in Boston. That, you know, I've come out of Wednesdays a lot worse for wear. Yeah, I regret nothing about it, but uh, this is where we are. Yeah, I only had like six beers, and... uh... Got, th- got this whiskey, and uh, yeah, well, you know, you're a little ahead of me, but you you, you got that West Coast time going for you. Exactly. So in a little, uh, in a certain sense, I'm a little behind, like, <laughs> like a small ass. <laughs> uh. Now, before we get into this week's main soda, do a little correspondence for you. Oh, yeah. And you got uh, to correspond with me. Yeah, now this this week's correspondence is a little bit. It's a little bit of the the sort of the minutia around a trip, possibly being planned. Don't focus on that when listening. The the yeah, because deta- it did not happen. The, but- yeah, first of all, it didn't happen. But second of all, the details are not what's important. It's the way that we write to each other. It's the message. It's the friendship implied. It's a show not tell situation. We're not telling you the friendship. You you must you must feel it. Imbibe the friendship. Yes, imbibe the friendship. Yes. I mean that trip didn't happen and I think we've referenced it in in previous emails as well. You know, the plan was to to meet each other in another country. We've never done that before and uh, you know, might have been fun. It might have been, and it will be when we eventually get there. But until then... We'll stick it out in this fucking alternate reality, huh? Because this is not the reality we should be living in. 
Well, I'd still take alternate America over real anywhere else. That's fair. I don't disagree. All right. So the uh, the first of the correspondence here is from James to myself, from Jimbo to me, titled News from the Eastern Front, sent August 29th, 2017, which also happens to be almost exactly three years ago to the day that we are recording this. Not yeah. quite. We're three days off, but we're pretty damn close. And a leap year. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Uh, I just had my alarm go off to let me know that uh, we should record a podcast soon, which is nice. You have a 10.52? Uh, it was a delay. It was a re- repeat alarm. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, 10.52. Go time. So, from James to me, August 29th, 2017. Meine alte Flamme. So I may not be working in Germany come November. Actually, I can almost guarantee it. The guy who does production in Cambridge is leaving October 31st, and I am literally the only other person who knows that process, so I will most likely be in Boston for the late fall through winter. That should not, however, dissuade us from a Munich trip during Thanksgiving slash your Geburtstag. Papa also showed interest in the trip, but he doesn't have a passport and is known to back out of things last minute. I looked at flights from Boston around that time, and they are stupid cheap as well. So the trip has been on my mind, but if you are having second thoughts, or will be slammed with work, we can mulligan for some time and somewhere else. I wish you luck in your fantasy football endeavors, and will be returning to Boston on Friday for a two-week stretch, parenthesis, the longest since this Korbach offensive started, close parenthesis. Yours in pills, Dare Yimbo. Wow, that was some great pronunciation, because nobody... Nobody in that country has ever said James, like, confidently. No. I can tell you that. No. The, yeah, the whole time I was working there, they would always be, J- James? Is that? Ja- 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 James? Is this how you say this? James? It's a very umlaut Oh, you, you use the umlaut on your A's to make, to make the, the James? Wow. That is not how I would spell that. And then I have a, I guess this is the prequel to that from Ben to me. No, it's the previous, uh, it's a previous email. I just didn't put the date in. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the follow-up email. Oh, this is follow-up. This is a follow-up email. I just put, didn't put the date in. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't do my research. I didn't do my homework this week. So that we, makes sense. We barely planned this week. Ah, yeah. Well, it's, uh just shows you the kind of weeks we're having, but from Ben to me, dated sometime after that first email. My most bucolic buccaneer. The plans are currently being fleshed out, but in order to stay with some folks and save some money on airfare, I'll be landing in London on Thanksgiving, having Thanksgiving dinner there, then leaving on Schwartz Freitag for Paris for the weekend. I'll be taking a plane, train, or dirigible to Munich that Monday, and staying there for most of all of the weekend. Then taking a motorcycle, submarine, or pogo stick back to London for the weekend and heading home Sunday, December 3rd. This unfortunately means I'll be doing my Germany stuff during the week and not a weekend, which I realize is inconvenient. Also, my lady friend will be accompanying me on the trip, 
But other than me wanting to have our own room for my actual birthday night, she won't interfere much with our needed Cecil County Dude Fest 2017 Land edition. I'll be hammering out the final details on dates and times and lodging over the next few days. But I figured if I rent out a two-bedroom Airbnb from Munich, the three or four if Papa comes of us could have a nice base of operations for our stay. I'll also be back in the greater Elkton area for Christmas as well, so if a weekday Germany trip isn't in the cards, I'll see you a few weeks after that regardless. Assuming you are also making the pilgrimage, that is. I attach my fantasy roster. I think I did pretty well. I'm not sure if you heard the news, but JJP left this past Saturday for a 10-day trip back to Boston because he is officially moving back home. I'm sad to see him go, but I'm glad knowing that he'll be able to service my favorite Eastman again soon. I also think Ricky is moving back at the end of September, but I'm not sure. Eric D. and I will now have to fight for dominance. I miss you something powerful, but I'll be seeing you soon. Immer dein Pretzel Junge. Ben. Woo! Hell yeah, yes. A lot of a lot of a lot of personal backstory in there. Yeah, a lot of mini stories. We had I had a couple of friends that had moved out to L.A. moved back. I referred to myself as always your pretzel boy mm-hmm. uh, in German, which is fun. That's a fun. You can take that home. You can use that. Yeah, immer dein pretzel junge. Yeah, that's fun. You can call each other that. You know my affinity for pretzels, so. And pretzel boys. Everyone loves a pretzel boy. Well, and you're from the Mid-Atlantic, so Mid-Atlantic pretzels, like, you're you're already better than most. Absolutely. Except for that Snyder's a Hanover shit. Fuck that. Were you trying to be upscale while being shitty? Yeah, kind of. Except the other way around. Shitty while being upscale. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. It's a fine line. It's a, it's a, it's a slight but important difference. Yeah, definitely. I've been scratching a lot the, since this, this weekend. And it's not because of all those mosquito bites I sustain. It's because um, I keep getting cut up by my bike pedal. Ah. Uh, like, I keep on, like, trying to trying to kick it up to, to get it to the right start position, you know, after I've come to a stop. Mm. And uh, my front calf is just getting all fucking chewed up. But what's the strength of your flesh, would you say? I'd say it's weak at best. You'd say you got weak flesh. Yeah, yeah, I do. But, I mean, that's that's not to say, you know, that I have strength in other areas, which I have strong bones. I've never had a diagnosed broken bone. I've definitely broken bones before, but, like, you know, I, I don't have a doctor's uh, appointment or, or fucking bill that says I broke a bone. On I never paper. said anything. On paper, you're in mint condition. Exactly. Except for, except for the weak flesh. Yeah, yeah. Except for all of the, the times my flesh has been laid open by, like, the dullest of things. Yeah. Yep. Well, interesting you should bring that up. Because that happens to be our topic this week, our main soda, as one might call it. We're going to title this one Dr. Ben and the Weak Flesh. Yeah, Dr. Ben's got to prescribe some road sodas for this this fella. Because we're walking to the hospital. We are not good to drive, and I can't afford a fucking ambulance. Big time. Now, my sister foolishly went to PA grad school to become a physician assistant when she easily could have just not done any of that and performed minor surgery in the confines of her local uh, lunch break room at a warehouse or living room or living room, I think is effectively the order that we're going to go in. Or the, uh, you know, the area behind the strip mall at Price's Corner. That, that, 
Did I do that? No. All right. No. Okay. But, but I mean, you could. It's available. Yeah. So, what we're talking about is a rash of uh, stitch-required cuts that were received within the apartment uh, over over a couple-year period. Yeah, actually, a couple apartments. Yeah, the know, first right? one actually was, was before James lived with me. It was when he was still in the... It was, he was in the Quincy apartment. Yeah. Short round, uh, you know, didn't help me out with this this cut at all. Yeah. And so if, for those who... Uh, who would like to know some backstory on that on that apartment situation? Please feel free to go back and listen to the episode uh, entitled "2013 Year, Year of, of the, the Dude. Dude." Because even though we said we were done with it, <laughs> we were not. Yeah, actually, you know this this was a good start to the year because I think this was like February. Yeah, it turns out we'll be talking about this year until we're extremely and thoroughly dead. It's going to be like some of the last words out of our mouths is going to be like, yep. And then uh, then we pass the entire Brookline Police Department. 2013. There was an election the year before. In that apartment that I lived in, I, we were they were pretty cheap. I mean, they were they weren't really used to a shower that that was like a tub and had like a curtain and shit. They were used to like a hole in the ground and the entire bathroom's covered with tile you do whatever you have to in the hole, and then there's a shower head on the wall that you can wash off with. Like, that, you know, it's it's a pretty solid bathroom concept, and I, I'm all for that, but this was an American bathroom that they just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, that's a common Chinese shower situation. Yes. So, they didn't have, like, the shower mat in the shower. And, I mean, I had lived there for, God, it was probably only a month, but... I, w- I was able to wash and dry myself in the shower without hurting myself. I never even slipped. But I'm a little less balanced than they were because I'm a little bit higher off the ground. And there was a window in this shower. Uh, had like a sill that stuck out, but like a nice full-size window. And so when I was stepping out of the tub, I was drying my feet off. And so I was drying my left foot off. And I was bringing that up and to put it over the tub and uh, slipped on my right foot and banged my right elbow on the window, like a corner of the fucking windowsill. And like I went to do the, you know, like funny bone, like, ah, ah. And then it was just my hand was fucking covered in blood. And I was like, oh, hey, whoa, she I got a. I gotta go get some paper towels and lie down in my room and elevate this. <laughs> and uh, that's what I did. And then yeah. I had <laughs> drove to the ah, shitty hospital that they have in Quincy and paid too much for stitches. Didn't get a tetanus shot, although I probably should have. I ended up getting a tetanus shot uh, a couple years later. Whatever. Probably for the next story, I think, actually. Because I can date that. I think Maybe. so. Yeah. <laughs> but... I got three stitches in, like, the back of my right elbow. It was just a weird... I, I was going to be on my way to work. Instead, I, I just, you know, w- ended up going to get stitches at an emergency room where I shouldn't have gone. You go to the urgent care clinic for shit like that. If you can still drive a car, don't go to the hospital. Please. Please, everybody. Stay stay away from hospitals. Unless you're our French listener or our Irish listeners or our German or a Bangkok listener. In which case, 
probably go to whatever hospital you feel is correct because you probably have better health care than we do. Yeah, and actually, we go to the hospital in the next story, too, so don't worry. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. But, you know, those, these are strikes one and two. These are my last stitches. Correct. My last six. So I got those three in my elbow from a windowsill in... You know, a, an all right location for an apartment, but like, yeah, it was it was just not not that well furnished for who was renting it. Yeah, and eventually they they were like, "You're gonna need to take these stitches out. They're not the dissolvable type. You know, they're they're designed to to withstand healing human flesh back together." And now I'm guessing it's free for you to go to the doctor and have those stitches removed, right? You don't have to pay to make an appointment. It's just a free walk in. And then they cut the stitches off. I don't. I don't think so. And I'm kind of a cheap bastard at this point, trying to save up to to move into this apartment that we're currently sitting in. So, what do I? I they said I need to get the stitches removed, right? Okay. Who do I trust? Uh, oh, Ben. Duh. Enter Doctor Ben. Doctor Ben, reporting for duty. Now I knew about the stitches. I knew about the likely cost of going to get them removed. And so I th- we both kind of landed on the logical solution was to have a trusted friend remove them. Being a trusted friend, I figured, you know, hell, I got access to isopropyl alcohol as much as the next man. Let's go ahead and do that. So where should we do this? Well, we got a break room at work. That seems sterile enough. A warehouse full of dirty crust punks and other gross types. Might as well do it there. Uh, so, brought in your classic, uh, if you can believe it or not, we used to keep isopropyl alcohol under the sink. Now you kind of keep it in a spray bottle on every possible surface ever. But back then it was under the sink. Brought in some of that, couple of, a couple of different types of snips, scissors and, and the like. And uh, maybe an iodine swab if I was feeling zesty. Can't, can't can't commit to the iodine swab. That might have just been... Maybe that's me uh, being too too uh, too confident with my own surgical skills. But basically, we, we're in the break room. It's time for the stitches to come out. We know that we've had a doctor give us the timeline on when the stitches need to come out because that's when he should have made the appointment. Or, according to them, that's when he should have made the appointment to have them removed by a doctor. But it's just sewing. And honestly, I'm not a bad se- seamster. See, what's, yeah. what's seamstress for fellas? Uh, seamster. Seamsman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm not a bad seamsman. I've repaired a a a pants or two. Seamsterman. And so uh, I know how to I know how to undo a stitch. So I got tweezers and snips and alcohol, and I I disinfect the area and remove them right there in the break room. And I don't think anybody was the wiser. I think uh, I probably could have made a, a nice, fun, big, gross deal about it, but I don't think we did. I think we did it pretty clandestine. To try to, you know, keep our jobs and such. Yeah. Well, I mean, we also did everything at work. Yes. That also happened to be the best benefits I ever got from from employment. So I'm, I'm you know. That's insane. Which I is gotta, weird that we say. still felt, even with the best benefits we ever got, that we had to do. I'm not going to call it surgery, but definitely a medic, a minor medical procedure in the break room. Well, I know one thing's for sure, is I would not let you put iodine on me. That makes sense. Yep. That uh, that definitely isn't in the cards for me. Doctors like to pull that shit out, too. Well, school nurses do. And I, I wised up. Kids, don't do iodine or uh, or vaccinations. Well, 
do vaccinations, but but not iodine. But it, you know, I gotta say, we spent the right amount of time letting that wound heal. It did not resurface. It did not reopen. And you did it well. I I don't see any floating threads, and I don't I don't have any like phantom phantom threads floating around in that elbow. Nice. Although that elbow does have a history. I mean, you know, I said I didn't have any diagnosed broken bones, but I'm not sure how you get bone chips into, you know, your arm. Because I did have surgery to remove bone chips from one of my elbows. So that's not a diagnosed broken bone, but it's broken bones, maybe? I don't know. Who's to say? I got some stitches over that one, too. I mean, it's it sounds like chipped bones, and if if you were gonna, you know, if you snapped a potato in half, that's a that's a, that's a broken potato. But if you just chip the potato, that's not necessarily a broken potato. That's just chips. Yeah, I hewn down my uh, baby bones. There it is. Yeah, I, I formed my adult bones. Everyone has to go through that adult bone phase. We we know the adult bone phase well. Yeah, dude, Kirby Yates is going through it right now. I had to drop him off my fantasy team. He's doing the same thing. And they were like, he might be able to come back this year. And I was like, mm, no, I did that for an entire fucking summer. Good luck. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, so first appointment I had with Dr. Ben went swimmingly. I paid the fucking copay, whatever that was. I'm sure it was some sort of large beer. Dr. Ben loves a large beer. Yeah. And got to say, you know, I, I would recommend him to anybody who who's local to him and needs stitches removed. Hit up ZocDoc. Get my ratings up. They're too low. They really are. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even rate you five stars, but that that's neither here nor there. The second time I needed to call on Dr. Ben was because of an injury that was sustained probably out of sheer stupidity, I think, uh, or sheer alcohol. Gusto. Yeah, one of those. Back in the... Yeah, I guess it was the summer of 2014. I had a friend that got married in Maryland, and for being his groomsman, he he gave me a sword. And it's just, it's like a Roman gladius, but it's still pretty sharp on, on the edges. Describe the shape of a gladius for the folks at home, roughly. We don't have to get into the specifics. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. So it's got this uh, handle on the one side that you, that you grab with your hand. And then it's a steel blade that comes to a point. It's a sword. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, no, it, it's the thing that fucking the gladiators had. It's the thing that Russell Crowe uses in the movie. Except it's it's not all shiny and polished and shit. Are you not entertained? I wasn't then. I guess I thought like the... So this was... I'm pretty sure it was a Friday night. And... I, I had gotten this thing back to Boston after the wedding. And I mean, this was weeks, uh, probably months after the wedding. And I guess we were dicking around with it on a Friday night. And it was like, gotta be like three in the morning. And I, I saw that the tip was bent. And so I tried to like bend it back on our iron coffee table, which, which was definitely worked. But I also ended up slicing my hand because I was like kind of forcing the blade down with my hand like a fucking moron. Yeah. And so it sliced my my right like just below my thumb. Sort of the area that you used to test if you're, if you're one of those people who wants to know how well done meat is. And you can pinch at certain parts of your fingers 
It's that meaty area right below the thumb. Ah, just north of that, actually. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, look at that. It's just closer to the ligament, which I think was a reason why we decided to seek immediate medical attention, is because after we stopped the blood, I, f- I thought I could see either a bone or a ligament, but, like, you know, things that you probably shouldn't. I remember James basically cut his hand and looked up and went, ooh, uh, hospital? And then kind of showed me the wound. And I was like, oh, yeah, probably hospital. So we walked uh, like a half mile. Now, the reason we walked is because... It was 3.30 in the morning on a Friday. This is some responsible city-ass shit. Now, we were drunk, but we lived in a city, which meant we were walking distance to a hospital. So instead, this is also... Uber and Lyft may have existed, but we certainly didn't know about them or use them at this point. So instead of calling a cab, which would have taken like an hour, or driving, which would be highly ill-advised since we were both hammered drunk, we just walked it. And so we actually had a lovely walk on down to St. Elizabeth's Hospital. Yeah, and they have one of those billboards that tells you the wait time. So we were able to see that before we actually got into the emergency room. Like what our weight would be, and it and it was in the single digits. So I was, oh yeah, I had to say I, I was pleased. I think, oh yeah, I think you brought a book. To I brought read. a book. Yeah, well, I mean, you weren't actually allowed in there to get the stitches with me, unless unless you were like my spouse. I was not considered a loved one or a family member. We weren't. Yeah, we. I don't think we have ever been common law married. Uh, but side note uh if if that's still a thing for just like living with somebody and you can do it with a dude as well uh papa and i are common law married and matt's gonna join us soon i think well then papa and i would have also been common law married and if you're common law married to him i think it's transitive okay so you're my eskimo bride absolutely (laughs) all right and, you know, probably Matt and, honestly, Jake as well. There's a couple of us that have probably fallen under that category. Nice. Sort of a poly, poly commons. Well, it depends on the laws and, and you know, how many places you move with each other to. Yeah. I think moving with people, like, I, I like the idea of me, Matt, and Papa just being one, yeah, like, triumvirate of heterosexual but still common law marriedness. Yeah. Maybe get that triple triple bicycle or, uh, you know, like something with a bench seat in the front, like a big truck with a bench seat. Ooh, yeah. love that. Big dog in the back. Ha, like three. Call them uh, Hank, Hank, and Larry. <laughs> yep. And we got two Hanks in case yeah. one breaks down. Damn right. Got to plan ahead. Um. So that... That hospital stay was honestly a little a little stranger than the first one. Like the first one, it was just a lady who talked about Northeastern, and she was like, "Yeah, I did like six internships. The kids only have to do like four now. It's stupid. I had to stay in college for like eighteen years." And it was like, "That seems like your problem. Just get the stitches done on my my fucking elbow." But this time, the the lady just didn't put uh, the anesthesia as much on the, the like, less meaty side, so, like, the thumb side of the wound. Like, the meaty part, like, definitely got a shitload of, of anesthesia. But, 
you know, I could feel like the, the twinge of the needle going in to the other side. And so I winced the first time and she was like, Ooh, uh, I guess I didn't, I didn't give you enough here. Let me give you more. I was just like, ah, no, how many more do you have? And she was like two. And I was like, all right, just, just do it. Yeah. Just finish it up. So we don't have to wait five minutes for it to kick in. (laughs) Well, I didn't, I knew I needed at least two more needle pricks to get this done, but I didn't need a third as well. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not great with needles and I'm surprised how well I did with this one. Sounds like you did good because I was having a very different experience. I was out in the lobby watching Law and Order with an absolutely hammered guy. And since I was an absolutely hammered guy, we had a lot in common. It was great. Ah, well, Law and Order is a good show, too. I think it was classic Law and Order. And uh, even though it's now, I guess, canceled because, I mean, it's it's almost like people are people didn't know cops were bad. And now they know cops are bad. And that Law and Order, maybe they think that's real and not, I don't know, not drama. Well, Law and Order hasn't been on for 10 years. It's true. Uh, just Ice-T being a cop, though. What what a universe they live in. Ice-T doesn't understand these crimes that all these folks are committing. He does not. So, so it was original Law and Order that was on? I forgot yes. this part of the story. Well, you weren't there for it. I was, yeah. by, you know, I was just with this other drunk in the fucking lobby of the hospital. And yeah, it was original Law and Order. And... I, I I don't think you were back there that long. I think it was like maybe an hour and a half tops. So I watched like one and a half episodes tops. Yeah, and I remember almost exactly how much the bill was. It was like one forty nine or one fifty one. It was like really close to one fifty. And I was joking with the uh, the person at do hospitals have registers? Like I, whatever whatever I had to do to pay for the bill. She was like, yeah, that'll be you know this much. And I was like, ah, oh, like fifty bucks a stitch. She was like, Haha, yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's like our base rate for coming here. She's like, yeah, that's, that's nothing. You, you got off lucky. <laughs> You're walking out of here. We don't let people in your state do that usually. Yeah. We'll get you next time. You son of a bitch. Well, the, the doctor asked if I like tried to hurt myself and I was like, ah, yeah, I know. I know where this one's going, but no, no, that's not one of these. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm an idiot. Yeah, no one cuts like the the meaty part of their thumb and index finger crotch as like a self harm move. I don't think. I mean, nobody gives themselves like a wound that can be stitched closed with three stitches and then stops and is visible to everybody ever. Let's be honest. Yeah. Anyway, that ready for this? That situation. <laughs> to uh, absolutely rip you off from before we were talking, uh, when we were off, Mike, <laughs> uh, led us to the situation where now uh, he's got more stitches in his hand, and we know it's going to cost to get them removed. No, we actually don't, because last time I went, well, I guess I know exactly what it's going to cost because I've been to Dr. Ben before, but I'm going back to Dr. Ben. I mean, what do you do when you have three stitches the first time? I don't know. You try it. You're your good friend, Dr. Ben. Plus, hell, he's, he's got five stars on ZocDoc. Yeah, not from me. Not from me. But what do you do? You, you call Dr. Ben again. 
And that's exactly what I did. Because it's my fucking right hand. If it was my left hand that was uh, fucked up, you know, I probably would have tried it with my right hand first. And then failed with the first stitch, start bleeding, and be like, all right, Ben, in a couple of days, once all these heal, like, I need your help. Yeah. So, so far, it's been elbow and dominant hand, which pretty much eliminates you as being a candidate to do this yourself. Those are hard places to reach on oneself. Do you have a dominant elbow? Or is it just part of your dominant arm? I consider myself ambi-elbowed. Okay. Because, I mean, my left elbow isn't bad. In that they both equally not knock shit off of shelves when I'm in a bodega. <laughs> well, they shouldn't have made the bodega so small. Right? Or those shelves, like, your height. They can put things low. They equally get in people's way when I'm on an airline. And they really want to have that armrest. But I'm having it. Let's be honest. Yeah, I've never ridden a plane next to you, and that's probably a good thing. Because I'm crafty. I pick my spots. Oh, I'd, I'd lose. I'm I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe with you, I, I wouldn't be so subtle. But yeah, with strangers, I mean, I gotta... I really gotta, like, wait until they fall asleep and then roll over and then just steal it. But something I was happy to defeat were your hand stitches. So once again, I got back in there. Got in the flesh, got in the meat. Got yeah. in the bone. Well, I mean, this one was easier, too. I could watch this one. Oh, yeah. Ha. Couldn't watch that first one. Cut him away. Pulled him out. No problemo. On to the next one. Yeah. Which, uh, I gotta say, I didn't give you a five-star review on this one on ZocDoc, either. That's fair. Uh, no, it's not. You I rated mean, me fairly and honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not a ratings type of guy. How's That's- the scarring on them? Uh, you can't see my elbow, so you fucking tell me. Um, and and we we can we'll have a picture of of the hand one definitely. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm an I'm an adult man, and I was an adult man when these happened. I'm not I'm not a youngin anymore. I don't heal as quickly as I used to. Absolutely. Plus, I got weak fucking flesh. That's the whole point. This story is not called Doctor Ben and the Resilient Flesh. No. Now, time for some more weak flesh. This one. Sort of blends in with, uh, we're going to get into some warehouse stories later, but the place that James and I were working together during the, the Quincy shower cut and my cut, not not the sword cut, he'd already moved on to a different job, but my cut was this warehouse where I was a delivery driver for some of the time. And so to, to keep all that part of the story short, uh, one of the vans that I had to drive was this very old, rusty, I think it was from 1995, and this probably happened in uh, like 2013. So it was a pretty old fucking cargo van in Boston, which means it got plenty rusty. And so the, I was doing a, the city run, and the last drop-off was at Harvard Square, which requires you to unload right on, the, there's a commercial parking spot, so you, you, know, you don't have to worry about that. You can unload right in front of the building, but you get, load everything onto a cart, and then you have to push that cart up a pretty steep ramp. There's no elevator. You just have to shove it up a ramp. And a lot of it's vinyl and CDs. It's actually pretty dense. And so you really got to get your weight behind it. You push it up onto the second floor and bring it up to the, the store. And then you unload it. And then they figure out, you know, they, they handle obviously putting it on the shelf. That's not your job. But you do have to unload it after you get it up there. And so I'm, I'm loading up the cart out of the van right on Harvard Square. And uh, I'm sliding a tote out of the top, and it's a little heavier than I think it's going to be, and it ends up mashing my hand in between 
the tote and the wall of the van, which is nothing but just a just split rusty metal. And so I get this cut right on the back of my index finger, uh, right where like the the tendon is that controls it. And so I I look down, you know, you, the split second before you see blood, you can kind of look in and see some tendon, and you're like, oh no, that's not good. And so I, I hold my hand over, and right at that moment, a, a homeless gentleman comes up to me, and he's at, he wants to know if I have any change. And I had happened to have a, uh, a pocket full of quarters, because I was going to do laundry. And I, I said, hey, and I kind of, real real quick, pulled my hand back to show him the cut on my other hand. And I said, hey, I just cut myself uh, real bad. If you can go into this Tasty Burger here and get me some napkins, I'll give you a shitload of quarters. And so he's like, all right, man, I, yeah, I can handle that. And so he runs inside, and he comes out nigh 30 seconds later with, he's, he's like, I got napkins, I got paper towels, I got gauze strips, I got Band-Aids, I got alcohol swabs. He had the whole smorgasbord. And so I clean myself up a little bit, and I give him well over $5 in quarters, which, you know, in retrospect, isn't a ton, but $5 in quarters is like, that's a full handful of quarters. I mean, and my, my hands are bloody at this point, so... In the interest of being sterile, I I think I did my civic duty. Yeah, and for prices at the time, I mean, you know, it, that was probably like a forty and a snack. Absolutely, yeah. and so I, I I get it all, I get it cleaned up as best I can, and then I'm now I got this half loaded cart, and I'm in Harvard Square. It's the last run of the of the night, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I can either unload this cart, which will take roughly as long as finishing loading it, and then drive back to the warehouse. And then somebody else has to deal with this either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning, or I can finish loading it, shove it upstairs, have one of the employees up there, take it off the cart. And then I'll just go and get this stitched up. And so I decide the the latter is the more, eh, it's, it's, it's the less, uh, it's not, it's not as uh I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, requiring a bunch of extra work from my peers that way and i'm requiring about the same work out of myself it's it's no uh it's no real extra time with a cut hand so i finish loading the cart i shove it up the the ramp i get up there the very dickheadish store manager is like what took you so long and so i show my fucking bleeding hand to him and he's like ah and so then one of his associates helps me unload the cart i get back down the down the ramp, I throw the cart in the back of the van. I called my mom and I was like, "Hey, mom, uh, you're dating a doctor now, or maybe they just gotten married. I, f- I forget the exact timeline. All this." And I said, "What? What? Uh, at what point do you go to the hospital for a cut?" And she was like, "Oh, well, if you're asking, you probably go. But tell me about it." And I'm like, "Oh, it was a big rusty van wall." And she says, "Well, if it, uh, uh, or you know, my now stepdad says if it was if it was rusty, you should go just to get a tetanus shot, if nothing uh-huh. else." Yeah, you don't lead with rusty. Come on, man. I mean, I did that. I mean, it was. I had to brush the rust off. There was a ton of rust. Yeah. And so I dropped the van off, get in my car, and and you know I drive over to to the hospital, and uh, you know I think I went to the emergency room, maybe urgent care. I can't remember. And uh, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're we'll take a look at it. They're like, we're gonna give you a." a uh, tetanus shot, and they're like, you know, we're going to go ahead and give you a couple of stitches, too. And I really didn't think I was going to need stitches, because it wasn't a very... It was a very short cut, but it was pretty deep. And I really just was expecting the uh, the tetanus shot. And so they're like, no, we'll, we'll give you th- a, a couple of them. And at the time, 
The only stitch I'd had was for knee surgery, and it was a single stitch. It was just very long and made of 150-pound uh, line, uh, a test line, a fishing line. And uh, so, was, you know, I, I was obviously unconscious when when they put yeah, it in. They went fishing for some knee skin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, was, it was brutal when they took it out. They just snipped the, the knot off of one end and then rolled up the other end with some needle-nose pliers, and she really put her weight <laughs> behind it to pull it out. It was like a seven-inch stitch. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. Came out clean looking because that's how fishing line works, I guess. But anyway, I'd never had classic stitches put in before. Uh. I've broken all the big bones, like all of them, like arms, legs, arms, legs, arms again, legs again, feet, fingers, collarbones, nose, fingers, toes, all all the fun ones. But I never had a stitch. And uh, obviously I was conscious for this. Not going to fucking knock you out for a couple of hand stitches. And so the part that was most fascinating to me was he, uh, now a warning, we're about to get slightly gross, but not really. The guy, uh, put in the, the, the numbing shot right below the cut. And as he's flooding the area with that, it came out of the cut. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, he's marinating me because we're nothing but meat. Yep. And I think a lesser mind might, might maybe be like, not a lesser mind, but a different mind might think, oh, we're, we're just meat like animals. Maybe I shouldn't eat animals. Uh, I just was just thinking about how cool it is to be able to marinate animals. Anyway, I get a couple of stitches. I go into work the next day, and I'm like, hey, uh, this happened. I need workman's comp. They did that. And then, uh, yeah, after a few weeks, I uh, cut those out of the back of my hand because luckily for me, they were on my right hand. I'm left-handed. I guess unlucky for me, I'm left-handed in general. But lucky for me in this instance, the cut was on the right hand. Yeah, all the shit happens on the right side with us, man. Absolutely. And Dr. Ben's got to remove stitches from, from right, right-handed right things. Or he has that ability, I guess. Yeah, it's the right way to do it. Mm. <laughs> He's got the right stuff. Don't laugh at that. You're better than that. Don't Don't call me better than something. Don't call me better. Nope. The picture keep reminding me. That was your Pearl Jam moment. Yes, this Road Sodas podcast is brought to you by Eddie Vedder's hair. Eddie Vedder's hair. Is it real? Could it be bigger? Should it be bigger? Find out next week. I can't believe it's not Vedder. But yeah, that's uh, that's our stories of, you know, kind of repairing our, our weak flesh. Yeah, so if you have, like I said earlier, if you have like three or four stitches just in your right arm somewhere, and you're, you're regional to Ben, and want them removed, look him up. He'll uh he'll help you out, and probably yeah. you know work for beer or uh or you know jokes. Yeah, I cut my teeth pulling a really embedded tick out of somebody's right shoulder uh, a few years before this. Kind of you know got my feet wet, and uh, you know it's only been uphill from there. I thought you actually cut your teeth and it required stitches. Oh no, I'm talking yep. the old. They had, to, uh, they had to stitch up my tooth. No, I'm talking the old, uh, the old. Although, again, I do now have a new tooth. I know we talked about it last step, but I'll talk about it forever. I got a, I got a new tooth, and uh, I'm unstoppable now. I've been doing nothing but eating and drinking, and that tooth has performed swimmingly. <laughs> Good for it. Like, welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. You've got some adult teeth. I don't have any more meat on that. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> teeth, teeth. I guess I did have a little more meat on that, but I, I can't do a good Axl Rose impression, so I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to get like fatter, you know, as you age. I mean, I've had cornrows as like a child. I'll do it again. I'll get some Reebok tracksuits and go swimming with CGI dolphins. Just try and stop me. Yeah. You know, I can't tell where Axl Rose stops and ICP starts now. Speaking of where something starts and something stops, and dolphins, which are sort of known as a one-segmented being. Yeah, the assholes of the sea. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling like a single segment. I'm feeling like a uh, like a dolphin. Yeah, well, is this, I mean, you know, dolphins, sometimes they flip around, they like to rotate. Like, is this a, is this a rotating segment? Or is this a, is this like a, a one-off, you know, a one-turn? Honestly, that's up to the fine purveyors at the company Safeway as to whether or not this will be a rotating segment. This is a, an email I received right at the beginning of lockdown this year on March 13th, 2020 from Safeway. The, the safe way that most of you probably know and love. For those who don't, it's basically an Acme or food line in case Safeways aren't out there. Supermarket that I would occasionally, it, it, it's near work, I'd buy my lunch stuff from there. And usually when I buy lunch stuff, I would buy supplies for the rest of the week. But I would usually go there on a lunch break and therefore buy lunch for the immediate, for, for, for the lunch that I'm currently taking my lunch break on. And they have a sushi counter. And now... Sushi from a grocery store might sound strange, but, you know, it's in Alameda. It's an island. It's right near both the Bay and the Pacific Ocean. It's not the stupidest thing one could do until you receive this email from Safeway. Dear valued customer, our records show that someone in your household recently purchased a product that is the subject of a Class 1 recall. Check the product code lot number, size, purchase, or use dates, and or packaging to confirm whether your purchase is part of the recall. Then it goes on to describe the recall item in question. And it says, recall AFC butterfly shrimp ingredient, and the product is the Chef Sushi Sampler. Which, you know your boy's getting the sampler. I'm not going to pick one type for lunch, man. Usually I get two different types of samplers because they're like eight bucks each. I'll spend 16 bucks on a fancy sushi dinner that I eat in. I I call it happy boy, sad meal because I eat the sushi in my car, but I'm parked on the side of the bay and I'm having a lovely time. I'm not depressed. I just look that way to a passerby. And so... Uh, this the the reason for the recall is potential contamination with vibrio parahemolyticus. Now I'm not going to go into what that is because that's a household name. We all know what that is. Yeah, I'll go into what that is. The important part is that they tried to recall sushi. I got this the day after I'd bought it. Now, if anybody's ever eaten sushi, no one buys sushi and eats it the next day. You buy sushi and eat it at that moment. Sushi's not a, like, it's not a bag of chips. You're not like, oh, I'll throw those in the cabinet. No, get to them when I get to them. All I'm saying is they tried, right? They tried in the legal sense to cover their ass. Yeah, legally they tried. They did not try in the real sense. Because honestly, 
how many people are buying their sushi? They could probably call us. It's probably 10 people. They probably know. I know the woman who cuts the sushi, not personally, but she sees me. We give each other a nod. We say hello. I think she likes me. She gives me extra wasabi and soy sauce packets when I come up. We have we have a bond. You have a bond over sushi? I believe so, but now I have to call it gamblefish because it's not a guarantee. Well, it's, it's a bit of a roll of the did, dice. How did the recall affect you? I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm clearly suffering the side effects of Vibrio parahemiolyticus. Lycodocious, yes. You think my voice is normally this vibrio? No, no, no. Mm -mm. These dulcet tones don't form on their own. They do not. I dropped a full octave after eating this fish. Yeah, well, I mean, you did sound different for a while. But, you know, it's for the better. We can't have two people sounding like me. Absolutely. So the... Safeway is this this week's email dickhead corporate shitty bullshit liability thing of the week. Email shitty corporate dickhead liability shitty dick of the week. Well, shitty I, dick of the week. Y- you know we <laughs> we get a lot of those nowadays, and it's and it's mostly about some some sort of awareness for some sort of some sort of virus. But like uh, this this one's good because this is just a. Hey, we fucked up, and you probably ate it already. Just know. Just know that <laughs> it might be us. Yeah, if you have, like, worms, like bad worms, I'd like to provide the solution to those. Or not the solution, but the causation of those worms. They should give you a free toilet with some some sort of recall like that. Hell yeah. I'd take a free toilet. But that'll uh, that'll do it for this week's segment. Yeah, man. Safeway. Uh, I also know that their shopping carts are excellent for downhill racing, uh, especially in, in northern Vancouver. And that's for our uh, unofficial homework of the week, Carts of Darkness on YouTube. Yeah. Go ahead and watch that. It sounds like a real treat. I'm going to say I haven't even, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but it, it sounds awesome, and I'm definitely going to. Let's well, watch it together, family. I just like uh, I just like homeless people from the West Coast. Our homeless people, I don't know, they... They just, uh, uh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. That's going to do it for us this week on uh, this episode of Road Sodas. Feel free to email in your own uh, recall stories of sushi. Whatever you're doing while you're listening. Go ahead ahead and fire that off to roadsodaspod at gmail.com. Give us a follow on roadsodaspod.com. On Instagram, let us know what you're doing. Let us know what you're up to. Let us know where you're listening from. We kind of know, but we don't really know. We still have a an undiagnosed French fan that we're curious about. We're happy. We're just, you know, we're curious. We're yeah. a couple of curious cats. I forget the uh, French word for curious, but that. Le curious. Mm-hmm. Ah, ouais. Mystique. Ah, mystique. And uh, on that note, I think James has some parting words for us. Yeah. (coughs) Beautiful. And as we end every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone. (laughs) 